Hello and welcome to Dvorak Horowitz Unplugged, an hour-long discussion of activity in the financial markets around the world featuring columnist John C. Dvorak and money manager Andrew Horowitz. This conversation is casual and unrehearsed. Let's join John and Andrew now. I'm John C. Dvorak. And I'm Andrew Horowitz. And here it is the 7th of November, the day to remember 2023. Yeah, election day and all sorts of things going on. And CNN has the wall up and Fox is just saying how, you know, red, yeah, I mean, it's only like a few red states. wave is coming. They're nuts, aren't they? Yeah, well, they don't have any elections going on around here that I know of. Yeah, Kentucky. Kentucky was a big one. Oh. As Kentucky goes, so goes the country, so they say. Well, they say that because it's on Fox, it's a... It's going, it's going red. So that therefore that's going to be a de deluge of red coming across. It's a, it's a, actually, I think that Kentucky's going blue. You think so? Yeah. Hmm. We'll see what happens. All right. What do we got? Uh, we got to follow up on last week's data deluge. We talked about at the end of the week, we're going to have the employment numbers of the fed. We're going to have the bond numbers. We're going to have the ISM and blah, 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 blah. So we got all that. Um, I'm, I'm wondering, was this, uh, what happened last week, a DCB or a BMR, a dead count bounce or a bond market rally? So we're going to talk about that a little bit. We can talk about that. I don't know. What do you think? That was a pretty big number. So here's a couple of pointers that I've always lived by. First of all, the biggest numbers you ever see in markets in a daily or maybe in a weekly basis are always during bear markets. So in a bear market, you see these giant swings. Mm. Now, one of those is going to be the end of the bear market, right? So you get these drop downs and this moves over and people are yeah, upset. Yeah, it bounces. Yeah, it's And then all of a sudden, short squeeze. That's yeah, like it's, it's searching for the bottom. Yeah, and you get this big move and then all of a sudden, here you are saying, oh, I'm in. So sometimes it's like a bull market, a bull trap. You've heard that. And it oh, just the bull trap, the fav down. my favorite. Yep, starts rolling down. This time... The, the idea is it was drilled into everybody's head for a while that higher rates equal bad for stocks. And when the rates started rolling over after the Fed made that comment during their, their discussion on Wednesday, basically say that the, the risks to doing more or risks to doing less, too little, too much, are evenly balanced now. Everybody go, ho, 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 look at that. Nothing going to happen in the future. That, that was the interpretation. So markets went berserk. Yields rolled over. And all of a sudden, we saw this big move. I mean, one of the biggest moves we've seen in a while on the 10-year and the long bonds. So significant reduction. People started buying bonds again, thinking that the, the end is near for rate hikes. And followed along with that because the algos are set and everybody is programmed to buy stocks if the yields come down or sell stocks if yields go up at this point, especially if they're over 5%. So... There we go. Had a big move, like 6% on the NASDAQ last week. There was, there was a, when I started in the business, it was an interesting study that was passed around. When you tried to convince people to invest, it was this, it was done by American funds and they has this big mountain chart on this, this uh, brochure thing. And on the top, it would say, if you missed the 10 best days of the market over the last 20 years, you missed out on like 80% of the growth. So that was, anybody said, wait, 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 let me get this straight. 
if I missed only 10 days, how do I pick those days? And that was the whole point, right? You can't market time. And it was very convincing, telling people they need to stay invested. Of course, that was also in the best interest of the mutual fund companies to try to prove that, to keep you in the markets and keep you invested so they can keep on charging you, right? Yeah. I always wondered, why don't we have what happens if you missed out on the 10 worst days? That never was a selling point. Well, that would be a, yeah, because they don't like, seems to be some sort of a bigotry against short selling. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the, uh, the, I think the, to answer your question, I think we are in a very confused market condition and there's going to be these points of time that we're going to continue seeing these big levels of exuberance by the bulls and they're going to pull it back afterwards. I think that it's gone too far again and the fed's going to come out and, st- and try to stomp it, stomp it down. It's like a fire that is ignited, goes out a little bit, everybody gets excited and, um, then it starts going, you know, you know, moving up again and the Fed's going to stomp it down a little bit again. That's all. And they're going to start coming out very soon with the next mm. parade. We work. Remember that company? Adam Newman's company? Yes. Yes. Well, we're going to rename that today officially to We Broke. <laughs> yeah. Filing. Uh, my my daughter used to work for Regis. Right. Where are they now? Which Regis is the uh, competitor with WeWork. Are they still in business? But, yeah, no, they were they were a competitor, but they were nothing like WeWork. They were cheap, and they were they would charge fees and fines, and they would I mean they weren't nice. She would go to WeWork and say, "Wow, I, I would much rather work here. They're like free coffee. They wow. got you know espresso bars, a, a lot room. of plants. Yeah. I mean, it was over the top with the with the niceties, and the, of course the yoga they're out room. Of, Everything, just classic Silicon Valley overkill. And, uh, but no, Regis is still in business, doing well with offices everywhere and around the world. And uh, WeWork is kaput. It's amazing that many of these offices made so many amenities that were, uh, I guess I'll just say distracting from work. (laughs) It was- It was, yeah. it was like the opposite of what they should be doing, right? They should make it so the offices are more efficient to work rather than, oh, let's get some coffee, go buy the yogurt bar, and then maybe have a, a 10-minute chair massage. Yeah, that's actually a good point. I never really understood that whole thing of trying to well, attract it was, it was to get you to, to, to go in with them because it was like it's so pleasant. It's a very pleasant. It's not like a... Hard ass operation by any means. Yeah, because work shouldn't be work. No, heaven forbid. It should be pleasant. <laughs> it should, it be. should you should you should have passion. Yeah, you should have passion for what you do. Love what you do, and you'll never work a day in your life. <laughs> you heard that from that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's still it's still being used as a as a bull crap for kids. Yep, yep. If you love what you do, never gonna work a day in your life. Uh, speaking of which, in India, they're talking about a seventy hour work week. That's a new thing. And the big news of the week, Sam Bankman, not freed, guilty on all counts. Sam Sam Bankman fried. Fried, yeah. Amazing. We'll talk about it. Could be the quickest jury deliberation ever 
on a major case. Yes, my wife follows this quite closely, and she claims that the reason for it being so fast is that Friedman and his and his attorneys insisted on it and it, and, and screamed for it because there, he was under the delusional. Uh, he was deluded enough, to, deluded himself, but he was delusional enough to think that if it was if they did this, what they did, which is ram him, uh, you know, brush this case, that that the general public who loves him dearly would all rise up as one and make a giant protest. Do you think it makes a better case for an appeal? I don't think he's got, no, I, I don't think so. No. It wasn't like three now counts. Now you're the one pushing for it. Yeah, yeah. And we have another countdown for a shutdown happening November 17th. Just mark your calendars. It's the day after, I think, is that... Uh, n- uh, 10 days from now. Shutdown of what? We- the continuing resolution only lasted until- Oh, your government shutdown. Yeah. Yeah, government shutdown. So I think it's on a it's on a Sunday. No, it's on a Friday. It's on a Friday. Yeah. Gee, I, gee, this Friday. has never happened before. No. And, and it won't happen that Thursday night at midnight, they somehow get another continuing resolution, not an actual- Deal done. Yeah. And well, then we got this guy. They got this guy now who's the Speaker of the House. Was it uh, not John, Johnson? Is that his name Johnson? I think Johnson. They can't, you know, when you work in the government, particularly in the Senate, well, obviously in the Senate and in the um, in, in these high up government positions, you have to do financial disclosures. He has no bank accounts at all, nor does his <laughs> wife on his financial yeah. disclosures. How is that even possible? I think it's possible in some, you know, if you keep your money in cash and under the mattress, you could do it. Who does that? Come on. You got to have one bank account. How well, they must pay- have a bank account for their house. He didn't list any. But I agree it must be an oversight, which is a whole different bag of worms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Market update. Household debt reaches a milestone. South Korea is leveling the playing field. This is a great story. The best week of 2023, Apple earnings is out. Does anybody really even care what they do? Just buy the stock anyway. And Microsoft is making big moves. Uh, A quick note, a programming note. I got a complaint from a listener that said, you know, you always talk about uh, DH Unplugged on the Discipline Investor podcast. And you always talk about no agenda on DH Unplugged, but you never talk about the Discipline Investor podcast on DH Unplugged. Yeah, you do all the time. I'm just telling you, I don't know what they're talking about. So Sundays, good stuff. Tom McClellan on this week coming up. We had the uh, senior vice president of Interactive Brokers last week and all sorts of great names on there. And, of course, you can listen to uh, the the No Agenda show on on Thursdays and on Sundays at 2 p.m. Eastern. And that is with— Standard time. Yes, yep, yep, yep. Uh, in, in the dark or the light, whenever it is, with Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak, where they break down and, and, and just give you the news as it should be told, the the information. So, all right, U.S. stocks on Tuesday uh, rose. S&P NASDAQ on track for the longest streak of gains. This is so, as of today, in two years. Longest streak of gains in two years. As a retreat in Treasury years, yields buoyed, Mega cap growth stock. So it's once again very concentrated. The big names are really riding high. Some of the small names too, but big names riding high. Uh, investors wanted um, 
to see that, you know, the Federal Reserve is going to stay, stand pat. Best week of 2023 for the NASDAQ, up 6%. Clearly the best week. That could be a year for some, in some yeah. circumstances. Microsoft has had a big move. Open AI, another AI, AI has been a tailwind for the company. So they invested in OpenAI, and that's ChatGPT, and they got a bunch of things to do, and they're also shutting down. They may not really, I, I have to look into this a little further. I don't know, maybe you looked into this. Uh, nope. During a recent discussion, they, they made an interesting move that shut down a lot of the companies that were just riding their coattails through their API and all that and basically just obliterated them, which is what happens if you're a company building a product based on somebody else's product that they can shut you down. Yeah. Especially if you're just using their API as a, and they're the API is out there as a favor and they're not charging mm -hmm. uh, for access. Right. Usually if they're, if they're charging for access and you pay a fee or a license, uh, you're in better shape than if it's just something hanging around. Mm -hmm. So Microsoft is now closing in on the all time high. We own the stock of clients, which is great. Take a look at this uh, this chart here. Look at that, the last, the right side. Nice move. Right off the base there. It's an inverted head and shoulders, if I think of, if I see that correctly on there, which reached its projected level. Probably a little overdone with that parabolic move. Uh, let's put this in the chat room. By the way, chat is open. Chat is open. You can uh, listen to us live at 9 o'clock on Tuesdays, every Tuesday, 9 o'clock. And uh, just go over to dhunplug.com. It's pitch black. It's very dark at night. It's it's completely dark. I mean, it's it's 6 o'clock here, East Co West Coast time, and it's pitch black. It's only going to get worse for a while, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, well. Terrible. Uh, let's see here. So the interesting chart, don't you think? I mean, kind of since 2023. It's just a chart you can't, I mean, this is a chart that in many ways, uh, it looks insane. Well, from 2023, start out at 220. Now it's at 361. That's Microsoft. Yeah, I know. Microsoft. Yeah. So once Microsoft got into the cloud and started changing their approach to things. And uh, once they got the rid new, of the Zune and they decided, you know what, maybe we shouldn't make phones. They got rid of the Zune. They got rid of the phones. They got rid of Balmer. Yeah. Trifecta right there. Although Balmer, I, I never thought Balmer did a bad job. It's just that he never had the, uh, he never was, he never, I just, I don't know what was missing from. Well, I'll tell you what was missing from him. He did not fit that mold of a, of, of a Microsoft CEO. He was a, he was more like a football coach. Yeah. He was more like a product manager or something. Football coach. That's exactly right. You know, now that he's gone into sports. Yeah. I think he's probably did, did, has done the right thing there, but he still can't, uh, he still can't uh, field, as you know, it's basketball. He can't field a winning team. Oh, and to a, to an extreme. I mean, it's not like the only guy in that, Ilk, I mean, Gates never got into sports. He can, you know, jumps over a chair and he thinks that's and plays a mean game of ping pong. As far as he's concerned, that's all there is to it. Uh, but even Paul Allen, you know, fielded a championship team, two of them, actually, a basketball team and a football team. But as an owner, do you really do anything? Yeah, you have to make the final decisions on a lot of stuff. 
Because mm. you're signing the checks for all practical purposes. Yeah, that's true. So the, the, you have to be responsible. So maybe he's just, he just was never a good leader. Also, you know, you also it's just like being the CEO. You know, if you're a crappy CEO, your company is going to be a crappy company. But when you think of your mean CEO that yells at his secretaries, it's going to be a mean spirited company. We, we, we know that. Every time you think about Steve Ballmer, does one particular image show up in your brain? The one where he's yelling, uh, Developers, developers, yeah. developers, yeah. and jumping around yeah. on stage <laughs> like a maniac. Every single, come on, that's it. Can't get that out of your head. How do you get that out of your head? If once you see it. And yes, how long ago was that? That was 20-something years ago? At least, maybe longer. <laughs> so you mentioned Steve Bomber. All I see him is running around on a stage like a crazy lunatic yelling, you know, sell developers or whatever he was doing. It was crazy. It was nuts. <laughs> he was like all red-faced yeah, and you're sweating. Right. Football coach. Yeah. Football coach. Yeah. Um, follow up on some of the, uh, the, the big data that we saw last week. Basically what we saw was that we had a strong economy. We knew that from the GDP that we saw earlier, we knew that, uh, the potential for a, a, a lower employment number due to a lot of different reasons was in the cards. Um, ISM manufacturing, we saw 49 versus 49 employment. All these numbers, we pretty much were right on level. Employment was a little bit worse. It was one fifty something and 3.9%. So that was a call for the fact that maybe we're turning the corner on employment, which is a good and bad thing. Bad for people that lose jobs. Good for the fact that maybe some of the Fed's, you know, the the the, the rate hikes and the 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 tightening of financial conditions is starting to work. So that was exciting. That was exciting. And again, the Fed talking about the risk is being balanced. Apple, not impressive at all. Outlook for the companies for more next reasons quarter. than one. Yeah, and the, and the stock moved a bit lower. There's also another little thing which is not on this list, which it should be mentioned, which is the Terry Goo character. Who's that, that? Runs. He's the head of Foxconn. Oh. And Apple relies on them to an extreme, and he is running. He and the Chinese are. It's got a thing about him currently because he's decided to run uh, for the presidency or the honcho, whatever the job is, of Taiwan. Right. Well, the Chinese don't like this idea. And uh, so they're making his life miserable. This, something bad could happen to Foxconn. It would affect Apple ex to an extreme. I'm, I'm not happy. I would not be an investor in, in Apple, but I have made that mistake in the past too, but. Uh, when you say the past, you're talking about the last 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> I should have invested in Apple when they brought Steve Jobs back and just well, stayed on it. Well, let's also be honest that I remember a day that you were a, a anti-Apple. I was never anti-Apple. I think the people perceived that of you. Yes, they did. They perceived me as anti-Apple and people at Microsoft perceived me as anti-Microsoft. I mean, I'm just anti everything, according to whoever's you know subscribed to whatever system we're dealing with. You know the the Apple robots out there that just think everything they do is the best, and even though it's overpriced. Well, the Microsoft thing about Apple that was it. really troubling. First of all, you remember what we said? We said that what was the reason earlier in the week that Apple was refreshing or doing this big weird 8 p.m. on a Monday evening announcement of MacBook. Right, you, right during Monday night football chips. and some other stuff. Weird, just weird. Here's yeah. what we got. 
Apple earnings $1.46 per share versus $1.39 expected. Okay, that is a beat. There's no question about that. $89.5 billion in uh, revenue versus $89.28. Again, right in line. Give or take a couple of bucks here or there. Um, iPhone revenue, 43.81 versus 43.81 expected. That's pretty interesting. Mac revenue, 7.61 billion versus 8.63 billion. So that was very significant. Yeah, the Mac is, is yeah. it's uh, iPad was slowing. Wearable devices was down. Sister. Uh, services revenue is better. That's the one thing that everybody talks about. The, the gross margins were a little better as well. But Apple said that, the next quarter is going to be a tough quarter. This coming quarter will be a tough quarter. They don't do outlook and they don't do guidance. Ever since COVID, they pulled that. They got the excuse to pull that in the green light. So they just don't do it anymore. But they were talking about it. The fourth quarter is going to be a concern. And why? Because it's one, yeah, why? one less week in the quarter. Well, that's a reason. It is a reason. So is it is it, you know, like um, let's say it's a 5% reason? Because if you think about how many weeks in a quarter, so yeah, what is could it? Be. This, could be. You know, 12 weeks for, what is it, one, two, four. Uh, yeah, 12 weeks, in a, maybe 13 or 14 weeks in a quarter, depending on, the, on, on what it is. So it could be a 6% decline because of one week. Then again, you have to look at it as a quarter. And does it matter the amount of days, I guess, unless we average it out? Because in particular, this quarter, everybody buys this stuff for the holidays Ahead of the holidays, regardless of how many yeah, days there are. Yeah, should be a better, should be jacked up. Yeah, so something's a little weird there. But the stock dipped down. It did go down below, uh, it was like right 170 and change. It's, you know, close to, I think, one was it 179 now or something like that. Um, let me see here. Apple is, let's see what Apple is trading. I'm still waiting for them to close stores. APL. Apple is at 181. That's too high. Kentucky Democratic Governor Andy Beshear projected to win. Re-election over challenger backed by Trump. Well, there you go. Isn't that interesting? You called it. You called it, sir. Skinny drugs. Novo Nordisk, you know what they are. They're the company that makes the O-O-O-O-Zempic. You know that one, right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, they also make the semaglutide, which is the other version, which is meant for losing weight. There was a fascinating discussion. I think it was from one of the, I think it was, it was a Dexcom or one of the insulin companies today. I heard the interview with the CEO saying, you know, this stuff was made to fight diabetes, help people with diabetes, a serious illness. It wasn't just made and it shouldn't be used just to get skinny and look good. And I'm thinking to myself, wait a second. Just hold on. I can't believe he's saying this. Because you would think that someone in the medical industry would recognize that a weight problem has been linked to all sorts hey, of issues. He's, inv he's invested. He wants people fat so they get diabetes oh. so he keeps his job. Mm, that's right. If they get healthy, diabetes could be lower thereby not leading to his particular product. Well, there you go. Ugh, disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. Anyway, Novo Nordisk uh, said uh, this week it's supplying, will be supplying significantly more doses of Ogovi in the U.S. next year, even as it cautions shortage of the weight loss injection would continue to um, be a problem for the short to medium term basis. 
This is a Danish drug maker, and um, it overtook this year. Uh, LVMH is Europe's most valuable listed company. Recorded record operating, recorded record operating profits and sales for the third quarter, underscoring the phenomenal success of the Wachovi so far. So, uh, they say specifically in the U.S. market, we'll be supplying significantly more. That word significantly keeps coming up. More in 2024 yeah. compared to what we were doing in 2023, said the CFO. And as a, a disclaimer also, Harold's Company clients own Novo Nordisk for the past several months as well, which is beautiful. I'll take that. Um, then on the other side, we have a company called Moderna. Remember those guys? Remember the, remember the CEO that- Yeah, good old Moderna, CIA front. Remember, <laughs> I don't even want to go there, but- no, we did that on the other show. Do you, do you remember that the, the 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 CEO? I forgot his name, but he was like French or something. He would be on TV all the time. The Pfizer CEO, the Moderna CEO, was they they were just being asked questions and like you know yes, this new version is we tested it and the 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 the, the vaccine is you know good against that one too, right? It would be this whole constant discussion. Well, now Moderna is saying the 2023 sales are going to be. Um, about six billion to eight billion, which is well below the forecast they had. Weaker demand for COVID nineteen vaccines. Shares are down eight percent. Shares are down on this. Let me look at that now. Um, where we are because I think that's a pretty interesting take on this. Everybody thought you know everybody's going to do the boosters, the double boosters. Yeah, you know, people got sick of it. All, no kidding. So Moderna, I think was it, let's see, MR. Is that none of this, these drugs or none of these shots worked. Yeah. They didn't prevent anything. 73 bucks. Stock is now this year down 58%. Yeah. It's weak. Not so good, huh? No. High Probably of. going to go down more. 52 week high, 217. Five year high. Listen to this. Five year high of 497. Now there was your short. 497. And now currently trading at 73. Yow. So um there's also some other vaccines out there. The vaccine maker also pushed back to 2025 some of the flu vaccines they have and pretty ugly stuff. Now on to what's going on around the uh, the country. One of the things that has been talked about time and time again is, you know, first, we worry about the consumer. And second, Never count the American consumer out. One of the reasons is they go deep. Some other cultures say, you know, hey, um, we're going to buy that. I need a couch. And we're going to go buy that couch. I like the couch. We go shopping for the couch. I like that couch. That beautiful one's going to fit perfectly and all that. And you know what they say? Let's save up for it and we'll buy that couch. <laughs> Not us. Unheard of. Unheard of in the United States. That's crazy. I like that couch. And it doesn't matter the price because it's only $39.99 a month for 10 years. Yeah. So what's happened is that we are- They're paying twice as much. Of course. Of course. Nobody complains but about it. But you have it for twice as long. Well, right. Because you don't get that extra year out of it, I guess, when you save. But the Federal Reserve Bank of New York Center for Microeconomic Data today issued its quarterly report on household debt and credit. Now, in this report, they show the total household debt increased by $228 billion in the third quarter to a whopping 
$17.29 trillion of household debt. Seems a bit high. <laughs> Mortgage balances rose by $126 billion from the previous quarter and stood at $12.14 trillion at the end of September. Credit card balances increased only by $48 billion to $1 trillion. How would you like to have just a little tiny piece of the credit card business yeah, with a 25% annual rate? What is the, don't they call it like usury? Used to be. Now it's, they pull those laws and the next thing you know, they put the mafia out of business because they used to do... Uh, you know, high interest loans, uh, loan sharking, and now the banks make all the money. 23%, 24%. I, I was under the impression there was a time that those kinds Wait, of things well, I was under the impression there was a time where the students, when you were in high school, you had to do the calculations that showed that this is a ripoff. It's amazing to me, though, that, that we have so much debt outstanding. Four and a half percent quarterly increase on that. Now, auto loan balances rose by thirteen billion, consistent with the upward trajectory seen in, since two thousand and eleven. Because remember what happened. You and I have talked about this for years. Back in the day, you'd struggle with, ah, do we want to do a three year or four year loan? Not least loan on my car. That was like the big decision, right? Yeah. Then five year loans came out. It was like, ah, oh, God, five years loan. Five years. Five years. I like to get a new car every few years. Yeah, those days are over. And then now we have seven-year loans on cars. Ah. <laughs> wow. So so no, so so now- Well, the cars are better built. There's that. There's that, but you're also stuck in them. You're stuck. I have a friend- yeah, so, I mean, I don't understand why that, that's the lease buy decision seems to be in play when you just lease it and, you know, for the short term and then- Either buy it or let it go. If you could do some basic math, and in fact, if you can't, you can go to a lease versus buy calculator on the web. There's all these free ones out there. But I've, I've leased several cars in the past, and it's a much better deal. Especially if you can find ones with a decent residual. That yeah, you, but that's what you have to find. Right. You don't find the ones so that my, 30 residual. My strategy of late over the last number of years, all family cars, Cash on the barrel head. Right up front? Yeah. Why? Why would I, would I don't want to deal with all these extra bills and payments and, and interest. I understand, but some, I understand. I get it. As long as the car doesn't, appre well, if you're going to hold the car for many years, it doesn't matter. Because it's better off well, to you buy have it to way. find the right kind of car to do that with something that'll last a long time. Yeah. Thus, you only buy a Lexus. Only buy a Lexus. Yeah. I mean, my car, my, my Beamer held up value pretty well. But then again, it was a weird time. I bought it in 2020. It went almost up, up in value. I have one old Lexus left in the in the entourage of Lexuses. 1993 uh, SC400. There's not one light bulb in that car. The car's over 25 years old. There's not one light bulb in that car that uh, has burned out. Taillights, headlights, interior lights, Headlamps and nothing. The lights do not burn out in these Lexuses. Why? But, 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 is but do that? you think? Do you think that the new Lexus is the same? Because I can tell you, an old KitchenAid refrigerator and a new KitchenAid refrigerator, night and day. 
I'm not going to argue that. And it's possible. I, a couple of things I've noticed, because when you take a Lexus into a dealer, you can get a loaner of another Lexus. Mm-hmm. And so I have driven around the new Lexuses and they have some issues that, that I don't like. They, uh, and one of the things that bothers me the most, not to belabor this, is the uh, circuit for the AM radio. What? It's like a cheap junk circuit. It, you, the AM radio comes in like it was short way from the like like the turn of the century. There's no no uh, range in terms of fidelity whatsoever. It's unbelievably bad. And why is that? Say five cents on a chip. I don't even know if I have. I guess I have AM in my car. I never even turns it on. I have XM radio. It's great. Uh, more fees. Yes, that is true, but it is, it is, it, I, I, for many years I didn't have it and I thought it was great. Now, I, now that I have it, it's wonderful. I listen to my eighties music. I turn on Bloomberg. I got CNBC. I got BBC. I got Fox. I got CNN. I get to flip through them all on the way to work. Catch up on everything. That's yeah. Going XM radio is a good product. Yeah. So from the uh, no manipulation here files, South Korea started and said on Monday before the market opened, they're going to reimpose a ban on short selling shares at least till June to promote what they say is a level playing field for retail level playing field. (laughs) In other words, they're going to shut down. They're going to shut down a whole area of the field. And they call it a level play. They call it level. Yeah. So the ban was lifted in 2021 in May for trades involving the shares of companies with large market capitalization, including the Kospi 200, the COSAC, it's like the NASDAQ 150 share price indices. Uh, The restriction has remained in place for most other stocks. Now, the regulator last week said it would be establishing a team of investigators to probe short selling by foreign investment banks for illegal activity, including so-called naked short selling. South Korea, the market was up 5% on the news because it's just a level playing field. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. We talked about we we broke. That's uh, all over. Uh, they're going to be doing, I guess, a chapter 11. But SoftBank owned 60% of the company. I didn't know that. Billions of dollars they poured in throughout the years on a hopeful turnaround and pretty much kaput. Uh, SBF seems to have some access to money that no one else seems to have. Well, it's like a sovereign wealth fund is what it is of Japan. That's that's the the way I see it. They keep getting all sorts of money. Institutions throw money in there. I mean, it's a make or break situation. And they, you know, when they, when they, when they, they're going for home runs every single time. Yeah, they're swinging for the fences constantly. Mm-hmm. Sam Bankman-Fried up uh, upwards of 115 years max in prison. Now, where do you think he's going to go? Is he going to go to like a Rikers? Is he going to go to like a maximum yeah. security? No, they already or, said that he's he going go? to an executive prison. He is. Yeah, like <sighs> kind of Bernie Madoff-like place. And that's because he's frail? Or and, and they won't last very long on the other ones, or is it is it you know? Yes, yes, and yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Um, Berkshire Hathaway came out with earnings this weekend, 
one of the only companies, if not the only company, that uh, comes out with earnings on a weekend just to – it must be making just a statement to be about different. something, I guess. Uh, obviously thinking they're the most important uh, – just like Apple. Apple comes out with their earnings after the close of options. You know, they do that so that markets don't have a field day with it, I guess. But um, Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway reported a big jump in third quarter operating earnings while now has a record level of cash on its books, $157 billion. Mm. They, uh, this is an awful lot of cash in an inflationary economy. That's a, that's a lot of cash. So they had uh, $149 billion at the high in the third quarter of 2021. So this is a new record. New record of cash. Well, it's probably good to keep an eye on this, see what they do with this cash. Well, one of the things they're going to do, and they have been doing, is something they said they weren't going to do, which is share buybacks. Mm. Forever and a day, Warren Buffett was against share buybacks. And then he was convinced. He got in bed with the Apple guys and a few other guys that were doing all this stuff and realized this is another one of those ways that you can goose profits without yeah, actually pump, making money. Pump the stock. Yeah. So... What was interesting? Uh, yes, goose profits without actually having without having to make any real money. Yeah, I mean, and, and his company, in all fairness, his companies are very profitable, good companies, quality blue chip. I mean, he's got a swath of, of of consumer staples, transportation. He's got the insurance. But if you look at what they are, they're all kind of these companies that have a very not all of them, but many have a very similar circumstance. They're you basically have no choice but to use them. And they can essentially charge whatever they want. Now, you could say, oh, that's a terrible thing that Warren Buffett's well, doing. They still say, own Dairy Queen? Is that, that doesn't qualify in, the, in those terms. Well, but the bigger companies, I'm talking about the insurance companies. That could basically. Oh, yeah, insurance companies. I, I just got a quote from my six-month car insurance bill for myself, my wife, and my son. It's overpriced. You want to take a, you want to take a guess? Six months for a bill? Yeah, so what? hold on. Let me just give you one, one, one other point. I'm, the bill that I got from the company that I have now that is just renewing yeah. me. And for the and so you want a six-month six figure? Month, six months. $5,000. That's correct. $5,200. How insane is that? It's ridiculous. I went to Geico, $6,200. Allstate, $6,200. State Farm came back at $3,900. I just uh, did a little bit of a tweak on the on the uh, deductibles but still so that would be good 3900 to keep me where i am but pretty amazing you can't jump around those uh, insurance deals too much because they keep tabs on you yeah so that, it's, it's funny you mentioned then you that. get blackballed yeah so so uh funny you mentioned that so my the state farm guy says to me you know what it looks like you had a few different ones you know companies you know don't like that i'm like you know what and I, and I was very upset at this moment. I, I really got pissed. I got really pissed. And I said- uh, The State Farm guy told you that yeah, you- Yep. The State Farm guy said, you've jumped around a lot. I said, yeah, I've had like four companies in the last four years. And he said, the companies don't really like that. And I'm like, look, tell the companies not to increase their rates by 25% every six months, and I won't go anywhere. I'm supposed to what? I'm supposed to be a sucker, just stay put, while you guys are ramming it up my butt? Are you kidding? Some of these rates that you're getting maybe because of this action of yours. They've always been moving up. I mean, Geico was good for two quarters, then they went crazy. 
Then I had, no, first I had progressive. They had one, one six month and then it went berserk. Geico I had for like two years. And now this one, so it's three companies in, in the last like four years, five years. Yeah, it's illegal what they're doing. Right, and and then they, they could tell me that because they want me to stay, they're gonna, they're going to, I mean, they're gonna get their heads handed to them like the realtors have. You know, they can't be doing this. No, and they've been doing it for a long time. I found out about it, and I about ten years ago, maybe closer to fifteen years ago, I got a speeding ticket, so I took, um, I took a traffic. Uh, school or whatever it was so I'd get the thing taken off my record mm -hmm. and the guy who was teaching it was really not teaching traffic school he was teaching us the scams going on and this was one of them and then of course he was arrested oh. uh, right in the middle of the traffic school and I, we had to take it from somebody else why, wait wait, uh, wait why was he arrested I don't know oh. he was he was he all I know is like, here's how it went I went to this kind of sketchy traffic school that was it was authorized in Chinatown, Oakland. Oh. It was in some sort of a building. There's this Chinese guy, and he's not lecturing us about traffic, how to drive. He's lecturing us about the scams of the insurance companies and how you how, how the point system really works, how you get on your license and all these things you can't do and you shouldn't do and you have you better stop at a stop sign. And it was a, it just went on and on. He with all this just crazy information. I was thinking, wow. We went to lunch, came back. The guy was in handcuffs, and they hauled him off. Wow, it's I, like, that's a true story. It's and it's like it's like crazy. what? And I and they they gave us all uh, certificates, little pieces of paper. Here's you can get your money back, and then you have to find something else, find wow. some other traffic school. Wow, I got you got your money back, but it was like, well, and I never did find out why this guy got pinched. Maybe but that's like where the, I found uh, out about the insurance company's database and the fact that they keep tabs on everybody. If you start jumping from company to company, they don't want that. I mean, I, I get it, but how do they expect people to withstand they, these price uh, increases? Hey, you're talking to the guy that was, I'm listening to this guy and he's not happy about it either. Let me tell you. Yeah. So I, I don't want to talk about it too much. You kind of put the yeah, little bit of the fear of God in me right here. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Horowitz, we know you're in there. <laughs> Uh, in India, in India, Infosys founder Narayana Murthy recently sparked a controversy on social media when he said young people should be working 70 hours a week to boost India's economy. 70 hours. That's 10 hours a day for seven days. That's a lot of work. That's too much work. Too much people work. can't maintain. You, can, you could do that for a while, but you can't do it for long. Right. If you want to be number one, he says, if you want to be the best, the youngsters have to put in the hard work and hours into the job, says Kapoor, who is founder of software development firm Zeno. Now, Indians currently work an average of 47.7 hours a week, higher than the U.S., which is 36.4 hours per week. The U.K. at 35.9, Germany 34.4. Um... China is at 46.1, Singapore 42.6, Japan 36.6. So either we're getting more done with less hours worked or we're just being lazy. Well, I think there's a lot of, I'm always annoyed by these numbers because I think Silicon Valley is, a, is one of the worst offenders. They, a startup company will get, 
cranking to, you know, and get numbers in for a couple of years. And they're actually working 50 to 60 hours a week. Everybody's working that much and they go public. And then, at, you know, with these great numbers, everything looks peachy, but then everyone pulls back to 40 hours and the company goes out of business. Uh, I've seen this. It's just like the whole thing is something of a scam. And this is what this guy's trying to pull here. He wants everyone working 70 hours a week because it can't be sustained, but it'll make everything look good on paper, at least during the period where they're working this much. And then when they pull back to normal hours, it all falls apart. You know, it's interesting because I know several companies because uh, people that work there, I know, and, you know, they tell me things that are going in when they're private about, uh, you know, we got our first round funding, second round funding, uh, and, you know, private equity just came in. And next step is always, uh, you know, now we're prepping for the IPO. So we have all these things we need to do to make everything look right. Yeah. You know, it's it's like staging a house for sale. It's totally staging. It's staging. And once it's sold, it's, it's up, you know. Thank you so much. Totally- yeah. Out. Yeah. And we're out of here, yep. by the way. Yep. We're done. Yep. My 60-hour work week is over. I'm taking the money, I'm running. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, in the in the world of AI, there is now a new CEO. And what I mean by that is there's a new CEO that is AI. Mika is a research project between Hanson Robotics and Polish-run company. This is an interesting name for a company. Dictator. D-I-C-T-O-R. Dictator. Well, it looks like dictator to me. They customize the CEO to represent the company and its unique values. How does that work? I don't know. You know? Uh, in, in, in a dictator company video, Mika said that with advanced- It would be cheaper than a CEO currently if you can get one of them to do the same, same work as a guy making $20 million a year. And who gets the money? You think, oh, it goes back to, oh, it goes back to the employees. Sure it does. <laughs> He said, with advanced artificial intelligence and machine learning algorithms, uh, I can swiftly and accurately make data-driven. So that was the quote. Which yeah, is, they can't even do good English. It, 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 it sense. It's not even a complete sentence. That's my point. <clears throat> Germany, remember we talked about Siemens. Siemens need to get uh, government-guaranteed loans for some of their power projects. Yeah, they were having mess. a di- difficult time with wind turbines that weren't lasting as long as they could, should, and they have to replace those little buggers, which are not the easiest things to deal with. Say the least. From the location, size, and all that. Well, uh, Germany's still having some more problems. The construction uh, of one of Germany's tallest buildings has suddenly halted midway after the developer stopped paying its builder. Yet another ominous sign for the nation's troubled property sector. So the real estate sector was the bedrock of Germany's livelihood for years, accounting for roughly one-fifth of output and one in ten jobs. Fueled by low interest rates, billions were funneled into property, which is viewed as stable and safe. Now, who would have thought that this cycle could ever turn? Because the cycle's broken. It's an easy street. You know, things are good. We're going to build forever. It doesn't matter. There's a limitation on how much we can build. We're just going to keep building. Keep building. Doesn't matter if there's not enough people to live there and stuff. There would be. There will be. Build it, and they will come. Yeah, sure. All right, a couple of things we got to do before we get to the game tonight. Before we get to the stock picks, I have one coming up right now. Two things we need to talk about. Number one, donations. 
donations. Oh, yeah, they're, 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 they're terrible. Donations for are lagging. We don't really press it that hard. We don't come across that that significantly tough about it and say it's like our livelihood on this because it's not. You know, we have other things we're doing. But you know what? All the things that we do for this show are things that we, I don't want to use the word expect. that We, we should get compensated yeah. for. We should be, it's just we share. Share the load, right? Share the load. Go there. So if you'd like to, if you want to, if you feel the urge to donate, for example, I was invited last night to a wonderful charity event. John, you would have loved this. It was a cigar, wine, and gourmet dinner evening. And uh, I'll tell you a quick story about that. Uh, so we sit, we go outside, the cigars, you get a cigar, you're drinking wines, and, 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 and they have all these tables set up. They had this 1986 and 87 Bordeaux. I saw the price was $400 a bottle. There was two in the kit. Uh, it was going for like three fifty. dollars I said, you know what? I'll bid on that. So I bid on that. I bid on a bunch of, um, uh, uh, there, was, there was a bunch of um, uh, Whispering Angel rosés that my wife likes. I bid on those. There was. Uh, the, uh, 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 so this was an event to, to dump inventory? Is that what you're telling well, me? Well, there's a lot of people that donate their fine wines and then the money goes to the charity, the Children's Diagnostic oh, Center. Okay, so people dump their individual inventories. Yeah. So, and then there was, there was a sea, was sea grape, a sea, sea sand, sea sand. Anyway, all these wines, I had like four bids in on different things. It was like $2,000 worth of wine I was buying. And uh, I get, you've been outbid, you've been outbid. So I just rebid and I bid over the top, right? This happens two or three times. So now, now I'm a high bidder, high bidder, going to eat. First course is a half a lobster, de-meated and there's meat, all that. You just eat the meat, it's delicious. Uh, with a nice sauce and all that. And you had, the second dish was a duck breast with a uh, bacon confit and uh, some other onion, caramelized onions and all this nice stuff. And then you go outside and, you, and so I don't, I don't see anything on my phone. I'm, uh, nobody's outbid me. I'm thrilled. I'm getting all these deals, right? And the night comes, a giant 14-ounce bone-in ribeye comes to my plate. We're eating that. 9.30, boom. The silent auction is closed. I'm like, yeah, that's good. I can't believe nobody outbid me. I come to find out that I guess their system wasn't working. And I never got the updates that I was outbid on all on everything. Yeah. Well, you saved some money. I, that's a good point. <laughs> point is, though, that this was and for- you had a good lobster. I did. I did have a good meal. Good, good desserts and dessert wines and all. The point is that when there's a, a good cause for some reason, and this was a charity. We're not a charity. But when there was a good cause, when you- get something out of it. It's that time that you dig deep and you give something. And I w will promise you that our system will work. So go over to dhunplugged.com and uh, slam, hit, tap, punch, poke, whatever you want to do, that donate button. And uh, do my favor, uh, do me a favor and go and um, and give a donation to, to, to help us out. Now, we have well, an announcement. Especially if you got something out of the show. Sure. Now we have an announcement. We have a new close to the pin. Yeah, this is a classic. We didn't, I don't think we've ever done this before. Uh, I'm surprised if I'm, we haven't. Me too. And it's uh, one of my favorite companies. Absolutely. This is one of your specialties. One of my favorite companies to short that I gave up on shorting a few years ago with all these mattress companies. Yeah, you were losing out. The mattress companies, you know, I'm talking about these guys. Sleep number out with numbers tonight, down 30% after hours. Wow. Down 11 bucks, it was, I don't even know, $80, $90 a year and a half ago. 
I can't see how they make any money anyway. Like five, six thousand dollars a bed. And then they finance it. But you know what? A six thousand dollar bid financed at two percent interest is much different than an eight percent bid. You know? Yeah, no kidding. Yep. Uh so we're gonna be announcing the close to the pin. The it's it's open now for your price entry. What you do is you go and you if, if you're registered, you, you just go in and put your price entry in on the stock for when it closes in a couple of weeks. All the rules and information are over on DH Unplugged. On the right side, you'll see the close pin for the company named Crocs. Crocs. Had a good the run shoe for a while. company. Shoe company. Had a good run for a while. Everybody needs shoes. Listen, you need shoes. You don't know anybody that walks around just barefoot all the time, do you? I get almost all my shoes nowadays from Skechers. I know. They're very comfortable. Did you get the new ones that you don't have to tie? They just slip on? Well, you can actually most, many of the shoes that they sell, that you could always just slip on, but they have that new funny looking heel. Uh, I, I, I went, last time I looked, they had a few of those and I was thinking uh, uh, they didn't have, they were not attractive as a shoe. So I never bought one yet. I haven't bought one yet. I'm sure I'll get some eventually. Hmm. Interesting. All right, let's get to the game, shall we? This is a game that we play. It's not a solicitation to buy or sell any security. It's not a recommendation of any kind. Nothing on the show should be considered investment advice or a recommendation. If you choose to invest in any of the stocks mentioned, you should know that it may carry risk, along with the risk of a loss of principal. You should also seek out professional financial advice for your particular situation. We assume no risk as these are not to be considered recommendations. Horowitz Company, myself, or John C. Dvorak may invest in any of the securities mentioned, and we'll disclose that on the website under the weekly stock picks section. You can go to dhunplugged.com and see all the names we discussed in the segment, along with the performance information from the date discussed, as well as any additional important disclosures. So you know what's interesting? If you just look down the buy short column, there's one buy remaining from, was it October, right? Yeah. And there's the all these one. shorts and then all these buys. Yeah. Which which signals, well, a couple things, because it's not an exact order because some things have been kicked off already. Right, a lot of stuff have been kicked off. But, you, but what it shows you is the very, I think, clearly... The differential in trends. Yeah, but this probably more so than any one uh, particular uh, weekly stock list we've ever had throughout the 10 years of the show or, or more. This is very defined. It's like straight. It's, 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 there's no, no, it's just short like, and then long. Short and then a bunch of short, 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 short. The only thing that held up, in other words, with all these shorts and then all the rest is buys and all the buys are up. All the shorts are up except one, two, and one's dead money. <clears throat> and all the buys are up except one, which is pro shares ultra short 20 or plus, which was my flipping on your uh, your particular pick <clears throat> that can still turn around. Sure, sure um, I can. <laughs> and that is a short, so yeah. that proves the point. Yep, yep. Exactly. Even so though it's, it's opposite. It, it's a backward short. It's mm -hmm. a back asward short. I have one pick and it actual earnings came out after the close tonight. And this could work in our favor on this pick. The stock is down about 18% after hours a company called toast. I call it food tech. This is the company that has the uh, point of service machines at restaurants, for example, where they come to your table. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Everyone uses them. 
But this one, I have. They have a, a a a really interesting technology. Is it totally different than others? Not necessarily, but it, it has a lot of front end, back end, managerial coordination with it. So it's not just a credit card scanning machine. It's much more integrated. I mean, Clover is like that to a degree also, and there are other companies like uh you know for country clubs like a North Star and a few others that. Uh, you know, catering halls and all that to do similar types of things. But this is a pretty big one and well, well respected called Toast. So we're going to do a buy yeah. on that. And it would be down today. It was at 17 and a quarter close. I think it uh, closed the after hours at 14 and a quarter. <coughs> Good timing. It's yep. a timing. Yeah. Pick. Yeah. What do I you got mean? nothing. No, nothing. All right. Well, there you go. Let's look here. Okay. I'll try to definitely have something for the next show. All right, well, uh, with that, uh, I will then uh, see you next week, next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. See you then. All right, bye. Bye. You've been listening in on a conversation with John C. Dvorak and Andrew Horowitz. Hope to be with you again soon. Bye-bye. Now, I'm not broke, but badly bent. I'm not down to my last cent, because I got a dollar, but it's my last dollar bill. <laughs> yes, sir. In my pockets, there's a dent. All my dough is nearly spent, but I got a dollar, and it's my last dollar bill. Oh, I'd love just one more buck fortune left me by chance. Now, here's a hint. I feel like a man. You can hardly tell by a glance. I don't care. No millionaire can give me the icy stare, because I got a dollar, my last dollar bill. Horowitz Company, Inc. is registered as an investment advisor with the state of Florida and conducts business in other states where it is properly registered or is excluded from registration requirements. Registration does not imply any level of skill or training.